Um, if you want to turn with me to that uh, passage that Alan read for us earlier in John chapter 8, and um, I'm going to be speaking to you from that for a while. Um, and I just want you to know, really, that I'm speaking to you. Um, if you are someone who feels guilty and ashamed, and you are terrified of that day when you'll be judged, uh, and you just feel condemned, uh, and perhaps you don't really like Christians, because Christians are really judgmental, um, and perhaps you, you don't like Jesus Christ because you think he's the most judgmental one of all, isn't he? Uh, well, I want to um, look at that story that um, has got Jesus right at the center of it. And I want to see how he responds to someone who feels condemned. Um, and if that's you this morning, if, if you feel condemned, uh, how Jesus Christ would respond to you. And so let's dive straight into it. Um, we're going to look at that story. And we start, don't we, with Jesus Christ sat down teaching. Um, I've got to stand up here, but he'd be sat down and there'd be people all around him, like you are there. And it's just like any other day, really, um, just like a normal day. He goes, uh, wakes up in the morning, goes to the temple, sits down, and he teaches the people. Uh, and he's a good teacher, uh, so much so that um, the, the rulers of the day had sent people to arrest him, and they turned up and said, we can't arrest him. We've never heard someone speak like this. Absolutely mesmerized. And so it's just a normal day, and he sat there teaching. But then something bizarre happens. Um, something happens that, that uh, shakes up the whole meeting. And these guys called the Pharisees, uh, they're the religious types of the day, they grab this woman, and they chuck her in the middle. And so Jesus Christ is sat there, there's all these people around him, and this woman has been chucked in the middle. She's probably not wearing very much. She's probably in a bit of a state. And there she is. Now, who's this woman? Uh, well, she's a woman who's not really introduced. The Pharisees don't care who she is. They just want to tell Jesus what she's done. And what she's done is this. She's been caught sleeping with a man who's not her husband. Uh, it's likely that uh, she's a married woman and that the man she's been caught with is a married man. And uh, what's been happening is that they're at this festival and uh, they're living in these booths, like tents. Um, imagine like a Glastonbury sort of thing. You've got a bunch of tents, uh, and they're staying in there. And this woman has probably jumped around from tent to tent, sleeping with a bunch of men. And she's been caught out. And so these, ma these men, these Pharisees, they grab her, and they throw her in the middle. And they see what Jesus Christ is going to do with her. Uh, uh, what's she been looking for, really, as she's been doing that? As uh, she's been going around from tent to tent with all these blokes, what's she been looking for? She hasn't been looking to be caught out. Uh, she's been looking for freedom. She doesn't have to keep the rules. No one could be her boss. Uh, she's been looking for independence. She's been looking for love, for acceptance, for someone who'll appreciate her. But what's she found? Well, none of those things. This woman who's, who's looked for love and acceptance has just found shame and public humiliation. She's uh, sat there now. She's tried to be free from the rules to do what she wanted, and now she's got a death sentence. And so these men, they turn to Jesus Christ and they say, what do you think about her? Now, uh, they ask that question to try and catch him out. Um, but actually, that's a far more profound question than they could have realized. Jesus Christ, what do you think of this woman? I, I wonder if you've ever thought that about yourself. What does Jesus Christ think of you? 
What does he think about you? Not um, how um, good can I present myself to be. Not what do the people around me think of me. What does Jesus Christ think of you? And one day when you face him, when he comes back, what's he going to think of you? Huge question. And so they've asked, what, what do you think of this woman? And Jesus does this absolutely bizarre thing. <laughs> you know, if you were teaching that lesson and it'd been interrupted in this way, what would you do? Tell them to clear off? Or at least ask what they were doing? Jesus says nothing at all. And he just bends down on the ground and writes with his finger in the sand. Bizarre. Now, what's he writing? Well, we don't know, but it's likely what he's writing is a list of rules. God's law. And as he's there, he writes them out, one by one. There's ten of them all together. And they think, well, what's he doing? We asked him, what does he think of her? And now he's just writing out this list of rules. And so they keep on asking. They say, no, Jesus, what do you think of her? Stop teaching your lesson. Uh, pack all that in. What do you think of this woman? And so he stands up finally to address them. But he doesn't really refer to her at all. He looks at these men who think they're great, who've thrown this woman in here, and he says, whichever one of you has got no sin at all, you can throw the first stone. So he's saying, I'm not writing these rules out for her benefit, boys. I'm writing them out for you. Stop asking me what she's done. Stop asking me what I think of her. Think about what I think of you. I wonder in this story, where do you put yourself? Are you the woman in the middle who just feels condemned? Or are you these, these religious types on the outside who think you're better than everyone? And so Jesus Christ turns to them and says, whichever one of you has got no sin at all, whichever one of you has, got, um, has never done anything wrong, you're qualified to condemn this woman. If you have done something wrong, you're a hypocrite. And these men, they hear what he's got to say. And one by one, they all just walk away. Stunning. Jesus doesn't get into any big argument with them. He just says, if any of you is perfect, go on, you can pass a perfect judgment. And so all these men walk away, but this woman stays. She's probably scared for her life. She genuinely thinks, as she's thrown in the middle there, my life is over. A death sentence has been passed on me. The law says I should be killed for what I've done. She doesn't dare move. All these men have left until it's just her and Jesus Christ. And there he is, uh, scribbling on the floor. You know... <laughs> What's remarkable about that is, think about what's happened to this woman every time she's been alone with a man. But with Jesus Christ, she's safe. She's terrified. She doesn't know what's going to happen, but with him, she's safe. But what it really means that Jesus Christ has left there is, he's the only one who's done no wrong. He said, only people who've done no wrong at all are qualified to stay here and throw a stone at this woman. He's done no wrong. And so he's qualified to condemn her to death. And so she, there she is, terrified for her life. What am I going to do? What is this man going to do with me? And he, he stands back up. 
Do you feel the, the tension there? She's there, she thinks, I'm going to die here. And he, he's down on the floor, there's stones all around him, and he stands back up. He's got every right in the world to pick up one of those stones and lob it at her. And again, and again, and again, until she's dead. Do you know what Jesus Christ says? He says, woman, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? Is there no one who could pass judgment on you? She says, no one. What a relief. No one can pass judgment on me, apart from you. And Jesus turns to her, and he says these startling words, neither do I condemn you. Go now and sin no more. Go and leave your life of sin. Neither do I condemn you. What is that about? How is this woman not condemned? You know, she, she woke up that morning quite rudely because um, all these men had burst into this booth. They dragged her out. They put her in front of this, um, this group of people. She's about to be condemned to death. How is she not condemned? Is it because she's innocent? Well, she's not, is she? She's not. She's been caught red-handed, caught in the act. They know she's not innocent. She knows she's not innocent. Why is she not condemned? Is it because Jesus Christ has got no right to condemn her? Well, no. Jesus Christ is still there because he's held a standard of moral perfection. He's not done anything wrong. He's got every right to condemn her. Why is she not condemned? Do you want to know why she's not condemned? Because that same man, Jesus Christ, who stood there in front of her with every right to condemn her, would one day bear all her shame on himself. One day that same Jesus Christ who offered compassion to her would hang on a cross and die. And on that cross, even though he'd still done nothing wrong, he'd bear all her shame. He'd be punished in her place. He'd die so that she wouldn't have to. On that cross, he would suffer everything that she knew she deserved. And more. How is she not condemned? Because one day, this man, Jesus Christ, would die instead of her. And he'll do the same for you and me. Do you feel condemned? Does everyone around you pass judgment on you? And the worst part of that is, you know they're right. Do you condemn yourself? Do you just feel awful? You can be genuinely free from condemnation if you come to this Jesus Christ who knows exactly what you've done. He knows how bad you are way more than you do. But in his love, he would die in your place. How is she not condemned? I don't even know if she realized at this point. But the man in front of her, who had every right to pick up a stone and put her to death, would one day die instead of her. He'd hang on a cross He'd done no wrong, but it'd be as if he was the one who jumped around from tent to tent, sleeping with all those men. 
as if he's the one who's done all the bad things that you and I have done, that we're ashamed of, that, that plague our consciences. He'd hang on a cross and he'd die as if he was one of us. Do you want to be free from judgment and condemnation? Does, does guilt plague you? Do you wish you could just be set free from that? And you think Jesus Christ is just too holy and perfect. Come to Jesus Christ. He'll forgive you. Because he'll take all your burden on himself. Do you know what he says um, later on in this same chapter? He said, truly, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Do you know that? Do you know that you don't just make bad choices, you're enslaved to it. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Do you want to be free? Properly free. So you're not bound by your sin anymore. Come to Jesus Christ and he will set you free. Shall we pray together? Lord God, when we uh, stand before you, we know that you are um, perfect and we're not. We feel guilty and ashamed. We don't really know um, what to do with ourselves. And uh, we're afraid that one day when we stand before you, we'll be judged. And so we thank you that um, we see here a man called Jesus Christ who, who loves us even though he's perfect and we're not and who is willing to accept us and who's got every right to condemn us but instead takes that condemnation on himself and so we pray will you help us to trust him now for anyone here who who knows and loves him but is uh, cold and has uh, wandered away from him will you bring us back bring us back so we can trust in this jesus christ again and for anyone here who, who doesn't know you at all, who, who perhaps is a bit afraid of approaching you, help them to come with confidence to your throne, knowing that they'll receive grace and mercy. Thank you for all your goodness to us. Thank you that you are a good God who loves to accept sinners and to, to change them so that they don't sin anymore. So we pray that you would work in us now. For Jesus' sake. Amen.